As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hey Legends, going to go live on Instagram. Artie bro, how are you mate? Good to see you. Send in all your questions guys. Uh, we're going to dive into all of them now. Recording on the podcast, so all be available at some point tomorrow on the podcast. So stay tuned for that if you miss any part of it, you miss the back end or anything. Send in your questions guys. Let's talk some footy. Obviously Origin, who was man of the match last night? I actually haven't seen a confirmation of who was man of the match to be honest with you mate. Uh, but for me, I would have gone Ben Hunt or Kalen Ponger. I'm sort of leaning towards Ben Hunt, to be perfectly honest with you. I thought he was unreal, and I thought it was a game uh, that Ben Hunt really had to perform in. You have a look at the Queensland side moving forward. I mean, you got Harry Grant, you got AJ Brimson, you got Reese Walsh. You got to fit all these guys into this one team, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Ben Hunt potentially could be the guy when the music stops, he might not have a chair. So I thought it was a big game for Ben Hunt to perform that well last night. Always good to see Ben Hunt playing well. What's your view on the rest of the Manly season? Question from Freddie there. Yeah, uh, mate, I think Manly could be anything this year. Obviously, it's a two-horse race at the moment, and I think that Melbourne and Penrith, other than each other, the next team they're looking at, without a doubt, for me, it is uh, the Manly Seagulls, and without a doubt, it's Tom Trevojevic. I think he's the best player in our competition right now, and I think these teams would be crazy not to be fearing him. I think it's going to be really interesting to see which of Melbourne and Penrith land on the side of Manly. I think it's going to be crucial in this competition. If you have to beat Tom Trevojevic in a prelim final, for me, I think you're going to have to play two grand finals in a row, and if something happens that the Melbourne Storm and the Penrith Panthers end up on the same side, I think it will be the Manly Seagulls or South Sydney they play in the grand final. And if they do, it means that Manly, uh, the Melbourne Storm or the Penrith Panthers are going to have to play two grand finals in a row. They're going to have to beat each other, which will be you know, the unofficial grand final. Then they have to get back up the week after. And we've seen in numerous competitions over years that that can be really costly. 
New South Wales Blues champions. Yes, Riley, good shout, brother. They were so good. Dom, welcome, mate. Phil Tino stepped up. Yeah, I agree. I thought Tino was massive. I thought uh, that he ran a brilliant line, a great offload to get Hammer through for the first try. Uh, I still think Tino, he's got so much more upside in him. It's scary what he could be. He's still so young. He's been in a really good system down there in Melbourne, making his way in this Gold Coast Titans system. He could be anything moving forward. I feel like we really are just scratching the surface with Tino, which is scary. Uh, reckon Fox will still make New South Wales at Dogs next year. Could be his last realistically. No, I highly doubt it, Jacob, mate. I, I would tip Fox has got another minimum 10 games to New South Wales in him. He is one of the most reliable guys in our competition at the moment. He can play either side uh, on the wing. He's sensational. So as much as he's going to move to Canterbury, he's probably not going to score as many meaties next year. I still think that Brad Fittler, he'll be an automatic pick. He's a locker room guy as well, and they really matter, and I think they really mattered for New South Wales this year. So for me, mate, I respect your opinion, but I think uh, Fox, he'll be the first chosen, or one of the first that'll be chosen in this New South Wales team for a number of years to come. Uh, I went to the Origin last night and atmosphere was unreal. Very jealous, brother. Very, very jealous. Wish I could go to some footy just quietly. Green Machine into the finals. Uh, Jammy, no, I don't think the Green Machine will play finals this year. I had them to make the grand final at the start of the year. I thought they were going to be unreal. How wrong I was there. Um, I, I can't believe what's happened to the Canberra Raiders this year. It's been unbelievable. No hate no hate to Moses, but do you believe that the game would have gone different if the Bunnies boys were there? Oh, potentially, mate. Uh, we can throw ifs and buts and whatever you want. Uh, uh, the series could have gone differently if Christian Welsh doesn't get injured in the first few minutes of game one. Uh, the series could have gone differently if they had Harry Grant and they had Caelan Ponga the entire time. A lot of ifs and buts. I uh, I know people are saying no hate to Moses. I've seen all the negative comments. I've got a post coming about Moses in about the next 25 minutes, so stay tuned for that. But I thought he was really good, to be honest with you. I thought he played a good game. I think if Nathan Cleary plays that game... We don't say anything, to be perfectly honest with you. I think that people decided before that game was kicked off that Moses was going to be the scapegoat. People had already made up their mind on Mitch Moses, realistically. I thought he had a really strong game. I thought he played well. I thought he defended well. I think you've got to remember there's a moment in that game where Mitch Moses is pushing through the middle. Tom Travojevic made the line break, and he goes to draw and pass, and uh, Caelan Ponga makes an unbelievable play to knock that ball down. Dare I say... If Mitch Moses catches that ball and scores and New South Wales wins, Moses is a hero. No one's bagging him. The only thing that happened was the pass wasn't completed. He played the same game the rest of the whole entire game. That one moment didn't go his way, and I think people have changed their minds on Moses off the back of it. Um, I think he's been very hard done by, mate. The ref was going for them, I think. Yeah, I don't get into this ref bullshit. Make some excuses somewhere else. Uh, do you feel the first penalty that Queensland got was a good call? Uh, don't remember the first penalty, mate. It was a cracking game of football, though. Did enjoy it. Do you think the Blues missed a trick not going to Moses more for kicking option? Yeah, potentially, mate. Oh, I thought the Moses kicked really well all night. There was one poor kick that he put in that landed in the in goals. It got a bounce from hell, and they managed to get a line drop out off the back of it. Other than that, I thought Moses kicked really well. Jack Wyden, let's be honest here, he's never been known for his kicking. Outside of that grand final where his kicking game was unbelievable, like uh, 100%, he was fantastic in that game. That's what won him the Clive Churchill. I mean, his kicking game has never been overly consistent. I feel like he made a couple of poor choices down 
now on that left edge. Uh, but, I mean, that's so, sort of who Jack White is. He's a great player, but he has got these little things in his game. I think if you're going to pick a Mitch Moses, I think he should have done the vast majority of the kicking. Uh, thoughts on Dallium, Tommy or Nathan? Uh, I'm going to go Tom Travojevic, mate. I think this injury has really hurt uh, Nathan Cleary. Obviously, Tommy Travojevic had an injury at the start of the year as well, but I don't think Nathan can afford to give games away to Tommy, so I'm going to say he wins that one. I think he collects three Dally. Oh, he's not playing this week, is he? Okay, that, that helps the cause, but I still think Tommy Travojevic will get it. Mitchell Moses, origin, six, origin debut, success or bust? Success. How could you call it a bust? How could you possibly call that game a bust? He did nothing wrong. He played well. He kicked well. He defended well. Let's stop bagging Mitch Moses for the sake of bagging Mitch, Bo- Mitch Moses. Absolute dribble. Do you think the game goes different if the Bunnies pairing are in the halves? Potentially, mate, but we don't know. Um, do you feel like Titans have a chance of top eight if they play good in round fifth? as good as round 15. Yeah, mate, round 15 was unreal. I assume that's the game that they played against the Canberra Raiders where they brained it. I think the Titans, they have huge potential, but I just don't know if we're going to see it consistently from them realistically. Um, I hope we do, but I must say I'm a little bit nervous if we are going to get it consistently from them. Uh, I'm going to say the Titans probably don't make finals, though, to be honest with you. I think they might just miss out. We've seen a lot of players doing great charity off the field. Christian Welsh brings to mind. Who do you like in this space? I think Christian Welsh is unreal, mate. Uh, a guy that I've been a little bit critical of on the podcast recently is Jared Croker, but he does some of his best work off the field. He's been sensational. Mate, I think we've all got to realise there's a lot of these guys that are doing great things week in, week out for charity. Uh, they're just not promoting it all over social media all the time. Uh, a lot of guys doing good things. Corey Norman, for example, I know that he hands... I've seen him myself uh, at... Um, in the city handing out clothes there on, on a Thursday night. So a lot of guys doing good things in rugby league, mate. Um, there's a page called called Footy Smiles on Instagram. If you want to get into this sort of stuff, I highly advise you go and have a look at that page. They're doing great things. Uh, what else have we got? Rabbitohs Radio. Welcome, boys. Uh, from Rabbitohs Radio, we had uh, Darren Brown on the podcast this week. Had a great chat with him. Really enjoyed that one. Brownie, uh, Mavo and Chaps, also part of the Rabbitohs Radio team. Make sure you check out their podcast. Uh, was last year's series win the greatest ever? Uh, I think it's right up there, mate. I think Paul Vorton's 95 series has to be right up there. For me as a New South Wales fan, I love the 05 series. Uh, obviously bringing Joey back. We didn't even pick him for game two. Trent Barrett got injured. He came back. Uh, we won in Sydney. Then we went up to Brisbane and won as well. So for me as a New South Wales fan, I love that one. But I think that 95 Paul Vorton series, I think that's still got to be the top one just quietly. Who's the next Queensland captain? Is Munster a genuine skipper? I think Munster will be, yes. Uh, Josh, how are you, mate? Um, I think Munster will be, yeah. But... Um, uh, I'm trying to think who else it could be, realistically. I mean, I did notice at the end of game two, the main voice in their huddle was Ben Hunt, something I noticed in that game. And then the best player on the field for me in game three was Ben Hunt again. So if he potentially is a seven next year, you could be looking at Ben Hunt as well. But I think eventually you've got to hand the keys to Cameron Munster for me. That's the move that I would be making. Uh, what about the Knights in the finals? Knights are a really interesting one Uh I'm not sure about Newcastle. Obviously, KP coming back is unreal. I think they need to keep everyone on deck. If they have any more poor injury runs, I think it could be Red Rover. But last few weeks, you've obviously had KP walk in. You've had Mitchell Pearce return. You've got Tyson Brazil returning this week. Uh, Bradman Best returning soon as well. So Newcastle Knights, they'll definitely give it a run for their money. No doubt about it. How good is Cam Murray, mate? Cam Murray, I, <laughs> I got so much time for this guy. Um, I think he was... 
the best forward in State of Origin this year. He was unreal. It's scary to think he's only 23. Uh, I put a post on Instagram this afternoon, which most of you would have seen. I really do think he has come of age over the last six weeks or so, and I think he's going to be a future captain of this New South Wales side. A uh, champion player, Cam Murray, can play on the edge, can play lock, can just do it all. Uh, champion player. Uh, what about Broncos in finals? No hope, mate. Marty Soden, Queensland 2022 spine, Mahoney, Hunt, Munster, Ponga, Grant. Yeah, I think it's all right there, mate. I would say, yeah, Ben Hunt could potentially be the, the seven. Depends how DC goes in the finals this year, I think. Um, I still think Harry Grant will be the starting nine by a country mile, though. I don't think Mahoney will be in the team. I think they'll end up going for either Ben Hunt on the bench if they don't pick him at seven or an AJ Brimson or a Reese Walsh, one of these fellas. Do you think my Sharkies make the finals? Mate, I'm never ruling the Sharkies out. Oh, <laughs> I've tipped them to make the finals the last two years. Everyone bagged the call the entire time. They've made finals two from two. I do give them a good hope. I think Sean Johnson's playing unreal footy at the moment. I love what Connor Tracy's doing. Braden Trindle's on fire. Will Kennedy's been killing it all year. Got a really underrated pack as well, so I do give the Sharkies a big hope. Uh, how is nobody talking about Ben Hunt's second try in the offside before in that scramble? Yeah, look, a couple of tough referee decisions in that game. They come and go either way. Um, this sort of shit happens in rugby league. New South Wales still had plenty of opportunities to win that game, and there was a couple of guys that made poor defensive efforts on that play as well. If you watch it again, it's the one thing that I would show Mitch Moses, and I would show him the way that he defended on that play and the little bit extra that he could have given on that play. Watch it again. You'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. Who do you think will be the new NRL team in the NRL competition? I don't think we should bring in a new team, to be honest with you. Um, you all message me every week saying the blowouts are shit. I don't like this game. It's crap. I hate footy now. And you want to bring in a new team? I mean, fuck. Let's read the room. Um... Thoughts on Storm? Yeah, I think the Storm will win the Premiership this year, guys. I've said that from day one. I think their job just got a little bit easier as well. You've got 12 teams from Sydney that are about to go into this hub. Um, they're, they're completely walking into the unknown. Vast majority of these teams haven't done it before. The Melbourne Storm are walking in there after winning the Premiership from their last season. I heard Cam Smith talking the other day on the radio about how the different challenges that come with being in that bubble, living in a hotel, uh, you know, the maintenance side of things. People are cleaning up after you. You've got the buffet there all the time. A lot of extra challenges that teams are going to have to overcome. And just the fact that you are with your teammates 24-7, there's going to be personalities that are going to clash and and whatnot. I think the Melbourne Storm, they found the perfect balance. They already know what works for them. It's a big advantage to have because as much as they're in there for four weeks, it could be longer realistically. If Turbo didn't pass, he would have scored when Ponga stopped it. Yeah, easy in hindsight, mate. I mean, it's a really easy call when we're sitting on our lounge. Turbo's played 65 minutes, absolutely, you know, he's got his ass falling out, essentially. He's got to make a split-second decision. And, I mean, most of the time, fullbacks don't do what KP did. So, uh, easier to say, Tom should have held it. Some of my mates said the same thing, why'd you pass it? But easier in hindsight, guys, easier sitting on your lounge just quietly. My opinion was Moses played a great game based on club standards, state of origin. You expect your halves to create opportunities, moments. This was not evident in his game. Yeah, look, Champ Mouthguards, I don't know if we were watching the same game of football, but it was his kicking game that got them back into the game. Um, he got a second kick. He had to play off the top of his head. He set up a brilliant try for Api Curacao. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what, what, what more you want, to be honest with you. He got us back in the game. He was there to score the winning try as well. The ball just didn't get to him because an unbelievable play from KP. Once again, I think people have made up their minds about Mitch Moses before he steps on the field. Something about that Parramatta Eels number seven jersey. We just love to bag him no matter what. 
Jack Whiten could have won the game in the 73rd minute with a four on two and sharked it himself. Yeah, I agree, mate. There was a couple of times where Jack Whiten could have won that game uh, or could have at least had more impact. But Jack Whiten is a ball runner. We said all week Latrell Mitchell is not going to see as much ball. I think he scored the first try because he got some early pill outside of that. Didn't get enough ball at all. And that's the reality of Jack Whiten. He's a run first, pass second footballer. Freddie was happy to gamble on that. Um, yeah, it's why I was surprised he was picked there. I understand it as far as he's been in the squad all series, but I don't think he's a sort of 5'8 you want, especially when you've won that series based off giving early balls to your Ferraris out on the edges. Uh, but, I mean, he did score one try, so I wouldn't say Jack Whiten played poorly, but I definitely think uh, that it could have been improved, no doubt about it. Is Payne Haas worth $10 million? For me, he's not. Uh, I don't think any front row is worth $10 million. Um, I've said for a lo- long time that uh, I don't think J- Jason Tamalolo is worth that much either. I know that he's got these unbelievable stats. They're incredible. It's crazy. Cowboys don't win. Uh, Cowboys don't play finals most of the time. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be paying a forward that much money, to be perfectly honest with you. I think that this competition is one in your halves and at fullback at the moment and through the, the nine if you're lucky enough to have one of the four or five hookers that are actually elite. That's where I'd be spending my money. Uh, does Matt Moylan get a lifeline anywhere? I hope so, mate. I think Moises still got more to offer. I've always been a big fan of Moises, so I potentially am a little bit biased there. Uh, but I hope Moylan does get another go somewhere. Uh, if not, England could be an option there. So he's already had a few lifelines. Obviously, the injury runner as well will turn a lot of clubs off him. So interesting to see how it plays out there. If turbo dummies, we win. Yeah, sweet. I mean, yeah. Look, Hamish, really easy call from your lounge room. Um, I mean, <laughs> as I said, it's not many fullbacks that make that play that KP did. Nine times out of ten, turbo delivers that ball and they win that game. It was just an unbelievable play by KP. I'd be looking more at the play by KP rather than the play from Tom Travojevic, to be honest with you. Does the Origin game make the signing of Dale Finney game any more important? 100%. I think Dale lifted his stocks massively last night. I think him just getting selected. Crazy to think he didn't play game one. He didn't play game two. He walked in game three and they made him vice-captain. Says a lot about the guy. Mitch Moses had a solid seven, seven and a half out of ten game. His defense was absolutely amazing for a half. His support play was great and his kicking was a standout and he should have hurt and he should have had more of it. I completely agree with you, Benny. Well said. If Pat wasn't injured, does he make the team? I'd like to think so, mate. I think if Pat wasn't injured, I think we forget how well Pat started the season. He was unbelievable. So I think Ryan Pappenhausen, uh, it's a matter of time till he makes his origin debut. Do you think scoring teams should kick to non-scoring try to make the games more competitive? Look, I've got no problem with how the game's being played at the moment because I understand that we're in a transition period. We're in we're in a teething period. It's going to take time for essentially the shit teams to catch up to the good teams. It's going to take time for the poorly coached teams to catch up to the well-coached teams. It's going to take time for the poorly managed clubs to catch up to the well-managed clubs. You changed the rules last year. It was fantastic. Everyone loved it. Then we had an off-season. You had an off-season where Craig Bellamy... Uh, Nate Ivan Cleary, uh, Wayne Bennett were able to sit and watch tape and work out how they're going to take advantage of these new rules and shock me. The best coaches have done it, yeah. Personally, I don't like the whole let's give the ball back to the other teams so it's a bit fair. It feels like I'm playing with my brother in the backyard, yeah. Just seems a bit silly to me, but with the amount of people that are messaging me saying they're not watching rugby league anymore because of these score lines, maybe it is something they need to look at, but personally, I'm not a big fan of it. I think we need to be patient. Uh, thoughts on Paul Green? Not a huge fan, mate. I said from uh, before this series started that I thought it would be the last uh, Origin series that he would coach. I think he's very outdated in the way he goes about things. Um, and I just don't think he's got that aura that gets the very best out of Queensland. 
I will say this, though. Really tough gig for Paul Green. Anyone being the guy to coach after Wayne Bennett performs an absolute miracle was always going to be a tough gig. I think he might have been a bit of a sacrifice, to be honest with you. Uh, it's like playing a song after Elvis. You don't want to be the next dude, yeah. So a very tough gig for Paul Green, but personally, I don't think he's the guy moving forward. Who gets the Australian number seven, DC or Cleary? Uh, has to be Cleary for me now, mate, without a doubt. In the NBA, they recently added an award called the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Social Justice Award. I was running if you think the NRL would bring in an award for standing up to racism or something like that. Yeah, it's a great idea, Connor. Um, I think we have an award that's kind of similar, um, but not, not that I really understand uh, what the Social Justice Award is Uh because you've just been told about it, obviously. I think I'd have to do a bit more research to get an understanding of exactly what you're talking about, but I do think it sounds like a great idea, mate. Murray or Radley, uh, if I could have both in my team, I would. As a 13, I would still have Radley. I like, but that's the way that I would play. I would rather have a lock with a bit more ball skills. If you're just looking to get on the front foot, get to elbows and knees, it has to be Cam Murray. I think the Murray-Radley debate you're really comparing apples and oranges, to be honest with you. I know they're roosters and souths, and we want to put them head-to-head all the time, but they are two completely different footballers. They are two completely different lock forwards, and it depends on how you want to play your football. What about the Broncos in the finals? Not for me, mate. For a new Rugby League Live game. Yeah, I've heard a bit of talk about this recently. Uh, I'm not a huge PlayStation guy myself. Haven't really played in years. Not really a gamer or anything like that. But uh, seems that a lot of people are very keen for it. And anything that gets people more interested in Rugby League, I think it's a go. Should Bulldogs keep Lock and Lewis? I wouldn't keep the Lock and Lewis person. I know he had a really good game on the weekend. But it's one of those moments where... They were on the back foot. He chipped over the top on second tackle. The ball pulled up a metre from the in goals. If that ball goes dead, we're all saying that Lachlan Lewis is an idiot and isn't up to first grade again. I think we uh, we let our emotions get the better of us at times. I wouldn't be re-signing Lachlan Lewis. As I always say, one sunny day doesn't make it summer. I've seen one good performance from Lachlan Lewis. Uh, the rest that I've been watching in reserve grade the last few weeks, I haven't been overly impressed with. So no, I wouldn't re-sign him. Uh, but I think potentially he could do well somewhere else. No doubt about it. Are the Bulldogs a top eight side in one to two years? I think they could be, mate, but I also thought they'd do a lot better than what they did this year, so might not be uh, the best opinion here. Saw your podcast and agree on Moses did his job. I thought Cook, Teddy, and Whiten overplayed their hand. I think Cookie overplayed his hand to kick off the game. I thought after that he was sensational. From about the 15 minutes onwards, I thought he was great. Teddy, I, I wouldn't ever bag Teddy's game last night. I thought he was great. He did a lot of work, did a lot of extras there. Whiten, I would say... Um, I wouldn't even say Whiten played poorly, to be honest with you. He made some odd decisions, but that's who Jack Whiten is. He's a runner. You Like, Freddie picked him knowing that. Yeah, you, you don't pick Jack Whiten to be a ball player and land those passes. If you wanted to do that, you would have picked someone else. So, um, yeah, it's a tough one there. Penalty goal should have been 40 out where Munster caught it, bro. No, I've actually looked into this. I've had a lot of people message me about this. Because the ball bounced, it actually goes from where the ball bounced, not from where it was caught. So normally when players kick deep and they get taken late, you get the penalty from where the fullback catches it. Because the ball hit the ground on about the 50-meter line, that's where the penalty is. If Munster would have caught it on the full, it would have been a penalty from that spot. That's my understanding from the little bit of research I've done into it. Obviously, we're talking about that last play of origin where Latrell Mitchell took the shot from halfway. Do you reckon Walker and Reynolds would have done better if they played in the blue side? Potentially, mate, but Freddie was trying to bring someone in for the future. He was building some insurance for the future, giving Moses a go so he knew that in the coming years, if he's a guy that he can make that phone call to and trust. We've seen this on a number of occasions where you have a heap of guys that are injured and you need someone to call. We've 
we've been lucky in the past that we've been able to call guys like Brad Fittler, Andrew Johns. Uh, we once had to pick up the phone and call Brett Finch, who was on the piss at Bronte RSL Club. He came in and scored a try and kicked the winning field goal. Yeah, but sometimes you get in these situations and you need to know who the next man up is. I like the play from Freddie, to be perfectly honest with you. To Queensland keep Paul Green? No, they shouldn't for me, mate. Um, Jack Wyden kept forgetting to press L1 every time he got the ball. I assume that's pass in Rugby League Live or whatever it is. Uh, I thought Moses was okay. No quality ball first half. Clunky start attack starts at the ruck. Cook is not at his best. As I said, I didn't think Cook was great in the first 15 minutes. I thought he did really well after that. you got to remember with Moses, he's coming into his first origin. He's playing with a 5'8", who's a reasonably unconventional 5'8", who he's never played with before. He's playing with a hooker he's never played with before. And he's playing with a 13 that he's never played with before. He's used to Nathan Brown and the way that he plays. He is similar to an Isaiah Yo, no doubt about it. But they're two completely different footballers. That connection isn't there. Weekly Rubdown, thank you. If you're a draft player, Supercoach draft player, make sure you're checking out the Weekly Rubdown. They are putting some unreal content out at the moment, doing really well. I reckon Ponga changed that Queensland team. He's just talented. KP, he's just got something different about him, doesn't he? Uh, it sort of reminded me last night of when Turbo walked back into that manly side. It was just like everyone else got more confidence from having KP in the side. He's one hell of a character. Um, doesn't help when teams have a new coach every year. Yeah, you're right, mate. It doesn't help at all when teams have a new coach every year. It makes it very, very difficult, no doubt about it. What do you reckon the next Queensland coach is? I reckon JT. Yeah, JT, I'd be ringing Slater. I mean, Wayne Bennett's not going to have a job next year. Fuck, you'd be crazy not to call him, wouldn't you? I don't know if Wayne would do the job, but I think you have to call him. Do you think Hunt should replace DCE next year in Origin? Harry Grant will be back. Hunt played first off the ruck quite a bit last night. Actually looks a leader. Definitely looks like a leader. It's good to hear people finally saying this about Ben Hunt. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure who should be the seven next year. I think you've got to wait until we get into next year and see the form of all these guys. Um, I mean, DCE was the hero last year. He was sensational in that series. It was poor this year. Uh, I'm not going to write him off completely. I think you've got to have a look a little bit closer uh, to next year, realistically. Two-parter. Okay. Queensland, eight in a row is the greatest accomplishment in origin history. You think about the quality New South Wales had. Hayne, Gallen, Morris Brothers, name a few. There were no easy games. There were no easy games. And I think that you know, we looked at the decider the other night and then we, we, you know, I feel like as New South Wales fans, we think, oh, they smashed us for so long. That eight in a row, I think they had one, one whitewash. So extremely rare to do. The Blues team was handy. They were just missing key pieces. Uh, obviously, they never had a hooker as good as Queensland. They never had a seven as good as Queensland. They never had a six as good as Queensland. Never had a fullback as well. So it makes life very hard. Probably never had a center either. Um, who should be the next Queensland coach? I'd probably go, I'd definitely make the call um, to Wayne Bennett, mate. Lachlan Lewis at 13. He could play like Radley. Love the collision. Yeah, I think Lachlan Lewis would do okay there. It doesn't really fit into my category straight away, to be honest with you. I think he's more of a six, personally. Uh, Teddy, ball hog. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know about that, Jacob. I'm not going to buy stocks in that. Gareth Witter. Yep, hoping he returns soon, guys. I'd love to see Gareth Witter back. The new wave of New South Wales talent is scary, crazy. Queensland have little to no one to pick from. It's actually insane how it's unfolded now, guys. Uh, I can't believe the depth that New South Wales have compared to the depth Queensland have, especially when you look at the centres, you look at the halves. I mean, you even look at the front rowers. I mean, just every position, it feels like New South Wales have three or four options that are as good, if not better, than what Queensland have. It's crazy at the moment. 
Should Sharks re-sign Moylan to partner Hines in the few in the halves? Uh, I don't know about Hines and Moylan. I think this is a really strange combo to go for. I definitely think they need to look at Braden Trindle and they need to look at Connor Tracy. These are two guys that could play seven and I think they would work better with Hines. As much as I love Moiser, I just don't think this Moylan-Hines combination is a good one. You've got a new coach coming in. You've got Hines leaving the Melbourne Storm system where he's just been unreal there, but he's in the Melbourne Storm system. Coming to a Cronulla team that... Potentially, they're going to lose more players. SJ is going to leave. I don't mean, I don't know what's happening with Wade Graham either. A new coach who I love, Fitzy. I've had him on the podcast, champion fellow, but he's been in the same champion system at the Roosters for the last 25 years of his life, probably even more now, realistically more. I mean, it's going to be hard coming to this team, losing their key half and a few other pieces as well. So I think the Sharks will be really interesting next year. Tavita Pangai to Bulldogs or Tigers, where would you like to see him at? I think he will end up at Canterbury, and from what I've gathered, he will end up at Canterbury. But let's wait and see. You never know with TPJ what's around the corner. One of the harder guys to read. I think next Queensland coach should be Cam Smith. I'd love to see it be Cam Smith, mate. Uh, Not sure if he's uh, dumb enough to take the job, though. We'll have to see what happens there. Who plays halfback for South next year? Uh, personally, I'd go Benji if he's available. I would then be looking at Lachlan Ilias, and I would also be looking at Blake Taff. They'd be the three guys that I'd be looking at. How many Queenslanders crack the Australian side? I think Christian Welsh would be there. I think Cameron Munster will be there. Um, David Fafita potentially, but he wouldn't be in my side. Trying to think if there's anyone else I've forgotten. Gagai probably misses out now, realistically. Welsh and Munster and Josh Papali I would probably have in my side, I think. But Papali hasn't been playing great recently. So um, going to be interesting. I think Mo Fodawaka could be a little bit of a smoky just quietly. Uh, if Radley was available, who misses out? Uh, yo, I mean, maybe. Personally, I love Radley. You all know that. He's probably my favorite player in the comp. But I said before... Origin started, I would have gone Isaiah Yo at 13 just because you had that Pen- Penrith Panthers combo. So I think Freddie ended up making the right call. We're hearing that Radley would have played if not. So it would have been very interesting to see how that would have changed things. Is Gutho a top five fullback? Static- statistically, yes. Gun defender, but lacks X factor. For me, he's not a top five fullback. He might be fifth, sixth, or seventh around that mark, but I just don't feel like he has that high end X factor that a lot of the other guys do. But effort wise, I can't possibly knock Gutho possible to play Reese Walsh at six next year for Queensland. Uh, potentially, where are you going to play Munster? That means you have to play Munster at one, I guess. Where are you going to play KP? Um, I highly doubt it, to be honest with you. Mitch Moses has a beauty last night. Les, hope you're doing well, brother. Yeah, I think that Mitch Moses did really well. Queensland rotation last night, best bit of coaching from Green All Series. Yeah, I thought the Queensland rotation was unreal. I thought Mo Awake was sensational. We dropped a post on the Instagram about him earlier today. I've been so impressed with him. I think that next year, once you get Lindsay Collins back, gives you that four-man rotation through the centre third of Papali, Welsh, um, Lindsay Collins, and of course Mo Fodawaker. That's going to be massive for Queensland moving forward. Throw Tino into the mix at 13 as well. It's going to be a much better side next year. Uh, for... Uh, for game three, Queensland should have sacked DC and brought in Sam Walker. No, disagree there. Sorry, Lockie. Connor Tracy's very underrated. Great footballer. 100% he is, mate. Wait till you see him in the halves. I'm really disappointed he missed out on having that opportunity last week. And Trindle stepped in and fucking brained it. So um, a tough gig there for Connor Tracy. Flegler couldn't even crack Brisbane's side and gets picked for Queensland. Shows a lack of depth. Yeah, they've been in this position before, though, Jacob. And, um, you know, they have got the best out of guys in the past. But, yes, it does show where their depth is at at the moment. Does Cam McInnes play lock or do we move Braley to the bench? I would play Cam McInnes at lock, but um, 
it's tough. I don't think Cam McInnes is that modern day 13, to be honest with you. I think the game's moved away from Cam McInnes. He's going to walk into a game that's faster than it ever has been off an ACL. Uh, he's never really been that dynamic sort of ball player. Even when he was at hooker, he lacked a lot of those skills. So um, I think Craig Fitzgibbon will be stoked to have Cam McInnes on his roster. But I think attacking-wise, especially when you lose Sean Johnson and you don't really have a g- genuine seven, not having a genuine lock is going to be tough. And... Fitzy's been in a system that's had Victor Radley the entire time. I think it's going to be a big test for Fitzy. Uh, who do the Tigers chase in the market to improve? Uh, God knows. I'd be going for Dale Finucane, though. He'd be the guy at the top of my list. Avarillo should have been fullback next year, not Dufty. Burton to partner Moylan. Avarillo should have been fullback next year, not Dufty. Uh, yeah, I don't mind the Avarillo move, mate. I would love to see him play fullback. Uh, Dufty, though, you've obviously signed him, so I assume he has to play one. Uh, Burton to partner Moylan. I imagine that you mean at Canterbury. Uh, I think Moylan would be a decent little signing for Canterbury. You're still sort of lacking that genuine seven, though, that you probably want to get. Uh, now nah, Moses messed it up. Okay, each to their own. Gutho consistent as never has a bad game. It's Teddy, Turbo, Pat, Mitchell, Gutho. Yeah, I probably wouldn't push back on that, to be honest with you, mate. I'd even consider throwing Hines into the mix there, into the fullback category as well. Blues would have won with Cleary and Luai, potentially, but we don't know, mate. Um, hey mate, hey buddy, how are ya? If RT, if RTS Union gig doesn't go well, do you see him return to the NRL and where? I think he'll only return to the New Zealand Warriors realistically. And yes, I think he will return eventually. I wouldn't be shocked if this World Cup ends and he comes back on a bit of a reduced deal for the New Zealand Warriors. I'd love to see him link up with this new Sean Johnson. I think they'd be unreal together and with the pack they've got. Connor Watson to wear next year. I'm not sure what Connor Watson, mate. Um, once again, even if he arrives at the Cronulla Sharks, I'd love to see him play 13, but then what do you do with Cam McInnes? What do you do with Blake Braley? I'm just not sure if he would fit the current squad they have. He's a brilliant player. I'm a big fan of him. Uh, but, yeah, not sure how that would play out. Do the Sharks put push for the top four next year? No, I don't think they will. I think they might struggle to make the eight, to be honest with you. Do you have Arrow in your full-strength Queensland team? I think I do, um, Tyrone. I was having a look at their side for next year, and I think I would have him in there somewhere. Not that I've written down my 17, though. Fully fit Manly make a tilt for the title this year. Fully fit Tom Trevojevic can make a tilt for the title this year. No doubt about it. Uh, joining you in lockdown, buddy. Hope you are. The Sydney Jets are doing well. Matty, mate, I hope you're all doing well down there in Melbourne. Sorry to hear the news today. Yeah, uh, we'll have to keep checking in. Matty, champion fella down there in Melbourne. Uh, if Ponga had played all three games, do you think Queensland could have won the series? Probably not, but I think it would have been a lot closer than what it was. I still think New South Wales would have got the job done there. Cardi staying at the Eels. I believe he will, mate. Um, I think Bryce Cartwright, he looks really happy at the moment. He actually takes his kids down to a park around the corner from me. I've seen him there a few times. He looks happkier. Uh, than what I've ever seen since, uh, you know, probably 2016. So I think Bryce will stay. Situation with Sawali. Heard he's out for the season. Yeah, Les out for the season. Uh, Liz Frank injury. So very interesting. Those injuries, they can hang around for a long time. They're one of the more unpredictable injuries. So uh, not ideal for Sawali at the age he's at. One to keep an eye on. Where does Fergo go now? I'm not sure where Ferguson lands. Um, I, I haven't looked too much into it, but I think it'd be a good signing for a number of clubs. I think it'd be worth while having Fergo on your book. How shit's this lockdown in Sydney? Got my 18th birthday tomorrow and can't even do anything for weeks. Ah, it's a shit go, Connor. That is a very shit go on your 18th, brother. Thinking of you. Addo Carr wanted to play fullback. That's why he joined the Bulldogs. But with Dufty joining, will Fox have to play on the wing? Yeah, and I think he'll stay as the best winger in our game. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure how keen he was to play fullback, to be honest with you. I think it might have been more of a, uh, a chase for money from his manager. Just one of those 
uh, plays they put in. Do you rate BA? Yeah, I like Brad Arthur, mate. Um, I think he's got a lot to offer. I'm not sure if he's going to win a premiership with them, but I think he's a good little coach. If Johnson takes the Warriors to back-to-back finals, could it go down as one of the biggest mistakes in recent Sharks history? Uh, potentially, mate. Um, haven't really thought too much about that, to be honest with you. But I think SJ, you're losing. For me, he's one of the genuine guys you want to be playing halfback now. I think he's really matured. He's grown up a lot, and he's developed as a footballer as well. So, uh, yeah, it could be a regret for them. Does Adam Reynolds return to South for his retirement? I hope so. I probably doubt it, though, to be honest. I think he's on a two-year contract. That'll get him to 33 or 34, maybe even 35. I'm not sure how old Ren Diggity is, but I'd say uh, Adam Reynolds probably ends his career up there at the Broncos. I have no doubt he'll be part of the South system when he retires, though. On a scale of 1 to 10, where do you rate Bizza? Uh, about an 8 or a 9. I've, I hold him in very high regards. Thoughts on John Morris joining the Rabbitohs? Yeah, big fan. I think this is a really good signing by the Rabbitohs. I really, I, as you all know, I've been a huge fan of John Morris. He did a sensational job at Cronulla and got treated really poorly. How good was the Broncos' announcement of Gamble's re-signing? Yeah, uh, teams are starting to realise the importance of social media, which is really interesting. Have a look at what the Newcastle Knights are doing at the moment. Uh, they put out a video for KP last week. They put out one for Ty- uh, Tyson Brazil today, which I thought was sensational too. So, game is definitely changing. Is the block of cheese joining Bulldogs? For the sake of the Bulldogs, I sincerely hope he is. Um, Kai Starling, 31. I assume you're talking about Adam Reynolds there. So he'll be 33 when that contract's done. I think it's a two-year contract. So could potentially end up back at Souths, but uh, I think he'll finish his career at the Broncos. Top three locks in the game really hard. I'd go Radley, Isaiah Yo. Um, then you're probably talking Brandon Smith or Cam Murray, one of those two. Once again, it depends how you want to play with your lock forward. I would go Radley because I like the extra ball playing. He's like having a third halfback on the field. Isaiah Yo offers a little bit of the, offers, you know, the same as that essentially, but a taller body as well with leg speed and taller bodies. They're harder to handle. He's got an offload as well, so a lot to look into it. Radley's also great in defence too. Newcastle hosts the grand final. That would be awesome. It'll be in Brisbane, though, if not Sydney. Yeah, I'm starting to get more and more nervous about this grand final being in Sydney, to be perfectly honest with you, Matty. I think a Newcastle one would be sick, but uh, I think Suncorp would be mad, too. Might be a good opportunity to give one to Suncorp, realistically. Uh, the Broncos been saying Stags in six, but I reckon the Broncos play Reynolds seven, Gamble six, and if you want to move Stags out of the centres, you have to put him in lock so he can be around the ball. I've said a few times, I think I would actually uh, play Stags at six, and I would give Gamble a go at 13. I think he's just got enough uh, enough mongrel in him to handle himself at 13. I'm a big fan of Gamble. Big, big fan of him. Guys, uh, I'm going to love you and leave you there. Thanks for joining us. Uh, again, on the Instagram Live, had a uh, had a good nudge of numbers here, which was sensational. So pretty consistent numbers there. This will be available on the podcast, guys, if you want to catch up on it. Uh, stay tuned. We're about to drop a pretty interesting post on Mitch Moses. You probably uh, got the idea of uh, my feelings about how Mitch Moses went in origin and my feelings uh, towards the reactions of a lot of people. So stay tuned for that one, guys. Make sure you tune into the podcast as well. Uh, really working hard on it, putting out a number of podcasts each and every day, plenty of content. Jacob, mate, have a great night, brother. We'll see you soon, legends.